Hey everybody, welcome to another great, fantastic, fun-filled episode of Soji Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we're here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, and you know, all the in-between. So let us start with, what are you drinking? Wait, I'm curious, what are you drinking? Oh, I want to see, okay, did you so, follow, did you follow what I told you? No, you didn't. No, I did I not. Know. You, you hate me. me. This whole she time that we've been sitting here, you did not remind she me. So I actually me. just picked up oh a my can. God. It's Dylan. I don't even, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Anyway, <laughs> so I usually go first, so I'll continue going first. So sure. guys, I told Nat to get some Prosecco or mm. Champagne. Because it's my half birthday and I wanted mm. to celebrate, but she forgot. So I'm drinking um, a Prosecco Rosé. It's Rossino Prosecco Rosé, um, dark sparkling wine. It's a product of Italy and it says... Rufino Prosecco Rosé is produced from beautiful vineyards in the northeastern region of Italy. Made with Glera and Pinot Noir grapes, this sparkling wine offers delicate hints of strawberry and a long finish. And then it says it's extra dry. So I'm about to pop it open right now, actually. Anyways, what are you drinking, I suppose? <clears throat> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't even know what the date was. So I probably would have forgotten anyway. <laughs> I literally, I literally told her. No, I, I told just her the date, and I was like, "Oh, it's that date." I totally forgot. Like, I honestly did not know what today's date. Your was. ass was like, "Your ass was like, oh, you act like you're the only one born in the twenty second. I was like, "I'm not born in the twenty second. <laughs> See there. See there. You go. There you go. Anyways, um, I am drinking Dylan's small batch distillers. Um, it's a tangerine lemon. And- and with a hint of mint, gin cocktail. It says a refreshingly... Ooh, gin? Cocktail. Yeah, I know. Surprised too, but it tastes really good. Oh, my God. It does. Um, Ooh. I've, re- real. I've been really into gin lately, so... Probably since our um, drink of the no, month. No, before oh, that, okay. but okay. that's why I wasn't really <laughs> mad about the drink of the month, because yeah. like, I've been really into gin for some reason. Okay. I don't know. I like the, like... I like that it's, like, kind of, like, refreshing... That this is actually really, really refreshing, and it has enough of the tangerine with a little bit of the lint and the lemon to make it. Your (laughs) my prosecco, I popped. Whoa, pop champagne! Oh, honestly, the only song that comes to mind for me is "Champagne Showers." So. Definitely a person of my age. So it's a refreshingly real cocktail with handcraft Dylan gin, citrus, and a hint of mint, and a big splash of soda. Not too sweet. And Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. so good. Though. It's actually really, really good. Like I would love to drink. It I love, I love mint and gin. Like gin, I think is such a good like, like um, alcohol for like um, floral, floral yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. like. So the reason why I became obsessed with gin is because this restaurant that I really liked that was that's I said was because it closed down recently. Um, that was near me. They do um, lavender gin cocktails, and they're Ooh, so good. That sounds they're really so good. Actually, good. It, it's so good, Matt. Like I kid you not, so fucking good. But yeah. Aww. Anyways, too bad that they closed. Oh, 
I know. Okay. I'm so sad. Okay, hold on. Let me taste this for you. Let me taste this rosé prosecco. My brother bought it because I like didn't want to go to the store, so I was like, "Hey, can you just buy me a prosecco?" And then he was like, "Okay." So he got me what he felt like getting me. <laughs> so let's see. Okay. Oh, it's really good, actually. Mm. Honestly, nice. you, I feel like you can't ever really go. I mean, knock on wood, mm. you can't ever really go wrong with a prosecco. But oh, yeah. it's so good. It's like That's really good. you can taste like the strawberries. It's really uh, good. Okay. You know, a drink I've been trying to get my hands on that they unfortunately don't sell in Canada is Nina Dobrev's wine. I want to try it. It's oh, probably not she very has good. wine. Yeah, she has wine with her best friend. Um, you know, the blonde girl. Uh, so they have like their own vineyard sort of thing. Um, that's locale, of course. Um, of course, it's, <laughs> of course it is. But yes, I've been trying to try that. So it's probably what she's drinking all the time. That's why she looks like that. She does right. Those, she does this wine and coke. Anyways, um, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. So I mean, allegedly, according to everybody who has ever seen her. And has seen her through the years. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, let's get into animes. Um, and we are on yeah. Naruto Shippin' Jen. <laughs> okay, so first thoughts on like the first new things Naruto. first on the villas. You know what? Um, I was trying to think about what to say because here's the thing. This is not even related to like the story, the arc that I just watched. So we were supposed to watch like the first arc. Nat ended up watching first and second arc. I was just really busy, so I didn't get to actually even finish it. I was told Nat, I'm just one episode away from the first arc. Can I? Okay, so here's a, just little little tidbits. First tidbit is there was no Hinata. <laughs> yeah, she literally messaged me and she's like, "Where the f is Hinata?" And I'm like, "I, I know." I was. <laughs> I was seething. I was seething. I was I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Um, but anyways, I like that, you know, they did their whole like trying to like take you back and be like, oh, this is what these people have been up to these in, for the last three years, blah, blah, blah. But can I just say they made like a huge like just physical jump from them looking like 12 year olds to these to these now what 15, 16 year olds. I just feel like they don't look like it's only been more yeah they don't look like kids anymore they do look like they They look like adults like they look like adults which makes me feel bad because every time i i see um sasuke i'm like oh he kind of look a little bit hot now but then i'm like oh but he's still only 15 (laughs) you know what's really funny though when i was watching sasuke and you know now he has his shirt open at the top i was like oh this is how he got the girls this is why these girls can't stop talking about this man because his shirt is open (laughs) i was like i was like but you gotta remember the key he's like 15 and this i'm like but this is not fair because like even Gara, I was very surprised by how much hotter Gara looks now, too. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, to be fair, they've been murdering people for three years. So they are basically adults at that point. Even though we know they're like 15, 16, 17, depending on who it is. That's me, Ashley, with Shikamaru. I'm like watching Shippenzan, and I'm like, Shikamaru's so hot. And then I'm like, wait a minute, no. Goatee adult, he has a 10-year-old Shikamaru, super hot. This Shikamaru's cute. 
but it's, it's like it blends in together sometimes you know what I mean like it, it really does blend in together <laughs> so I but get yeah. it I get it so I do I do like that like you know the stakes are very high and um you know Sakura Sakura proved herself useful I guess um <laughs> what you know the, here's the thing I don't I don't want to say like she's just she's just not my girl like I don't right. know how to explain it like right like she's definitely gotten better you know yes. since um Naruto but like she's just still not my girl like I just there's just I just don't understand the appeal for her you know yeah, outside of the fact that she's just the female lead and Naruto's still clearly in love with her. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I think for me, I often have to remind myself that, like, the mangaka for Naruto just doesn't know how to write women. Because then it rem- it makes me, like... It it's kind of reminds me that, like, a lot of the things that I find really annoying about her... Sakura, not all of them, because some of them are just, I think, justifiable that she's, in, she's yeah. annoying sometimes right but for the most part a lot of it is just because they don't know how to write women a write women yeah and so it, it just really reflects badly on them in a lot of the sense and i think it's um, also because we spend so much time with her because yes. she is like the main girl that it's just so yeah. much easier for you to not like really see it and want to be like into her you know and also yeah because she's there all the time you're kind of just like oh Sakura's in this like literally that was my thought when I started watching the first when I watched the first episode because you know they did like the whole like they started at the end and then kind of went like led you into it kind of thing yeah so I was like oh Sasuke and Sakura are in this was my first (laughs) (laughs) and then I was like you know what though it also made me think about people who are like I can see why the some people are very anti Naruto Hinata because like at this point in time he's still into that girl for some reason. I don't even know why. Yeah, I I mean I personally one of my least favorite traits about Sakura is that she is really mean to Naruto. Um, for no she's, reason. she's better in Shippenden so far. Uh but yeah, I still don't really like the way she treats Naruto. I mean, like, Naruto's annoying. Like, we know he's annoying. He's loud, and he doesn't think. and he's No very inside voice. <laughs> yeah, he's very impatient. There was, like, actually a lot of times in the second arc, when you'll get to it, where I was, like, really just kind of over Naruto and Sakura at the same time, especially when it came to Sasuke. Because I feel like the, the main crux of everything for me, personally, is that I just don't buy this alleged connection that I don't that's the thing that's the thing like I feel like they they I I don't know I and I said this from when we were watching the first one that like I just don't believe in this brotherhood like strong friendship that you you're going through the ends of the world the earth to save this man like I just don't believe it right right like it and it gets actually worse in the second arc at the beginning um when they get a new team member who's like kind of his replacement uh because like he Sai, let me tell you Sai at the beginning is like but that man's a traitor and I'm like yeah he is a traitor he is a traitor to the lead village what he's doing is not sanctioned at all he is not your friend and he's like the only person who has like common sense who's saying this and I'm just like like what has Sasuke done to prove that you guys are friends if we go based on the anime specifically, right? 
they literally only had one mission before yeah. they had the Chunin exams. And then he tried to kill Naruto because he was all jealous about his powers. Called, and, and he's tried to kill him multiple times. Right, right, right. And he told Sakura that she's annoying as fuck. And he knocked her out and left. So what has he done in this whole time to prove that he is your brother is what they're saying that him and Naruto are like brothers or something. I just, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And I think that's the main problem. And that's why I'm really happy for them to like, whatever happens to Sasuke, I don't even care at this point. Like I just want them to be past it and to have a new, like a new villain, a new arc, a new focus, because I just don't buy the whole Sasuke thing and I just don't care about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I Big I'm mood. enjoying it so far though. Like they are, they do yeah. have like bigger stakes, and Sakura is not useless as well because yeah, she's, been she's, training. she's really yeah, she's really proven her worth as like a medic. Though um, I will say the joke in the second arc is like I've seen articles about like how like she doesn't really have many wins on her under her belt, and I think that's just yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, oh. like she, she's a one trick pony in my opinion. Like outside of the medical stuff that she can do, which is all very awesome. Like when it comes to her fighting, she's just strong. Anyways, I just want yeah. more Hinata. I'm, I really, she I come. You're gonna see her. her in the, um, in the next arc. You're gonna definitely see her. She, I think she's at the end or something like that. But when Thank I saw her, I was like, oh, I miss her. Like Hinata and Shino and Kiba. I was like, oh my god. Every, everybody but team seven at this point like give me team 10 with neji and lee and 10 10 give me asuma's group with shikamaru and choji and and ino give me hinata and kiba and shino give me those guys i want to see what they're doing day to day i don't care about what the hell like they can go get sauce <laughs> if they want like like that must be like, <laughs> that must be like we don't want to see what naruto the title character of the show naruto shippuden is up to who knows <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so, so far so good. We'll tell you more right. as we continue on. Right. What else did you watch? So I had a dream and my dream was to finish this webtoon that, that I was reading for you, but I did not realize that dream. So anticipate the next time we have a regular episode that I will be finished with maybe two webtoons. Yes, I'm going to give myself two webtoons for our next regular episode. Okay. Challenge. One Challenge. being obviously a pornoir. The Yes. I mean, what what would be the purpose of doing that if not? Right? Uh, okay. <laughs> I got to got to give the brand. I got to give the brand. Right. Uh so I actually just have been really just continuing my Inuyasha watch. So like Netflix added seasons 5 and 6 I think or so. no, 5. So I've been watching season five and they also um, it looks like they're going to add season six in, uh, in April. I don't know if they're broke and that's why they're adding seasons. <laughs> um, I mean, they but... probably are. Did you see that ghetto asses tried to do a live reunion show and it was horrible. Nothing yeah. went as planned. Yeah, it was sucky. <laughs> but no, I left her in the middle of the DVD watch. Anyways, yeah, continue. I remember. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I've been watching Inuyasha and basically they just defeated like the Band of Seven and now, and Naruto, and sorry, Naraku showed himself and he's all like aha i'm a bad bitch you guys can't touch me and they really can't they can't kill this man he's he's undefeated and then he <laughs> sliced and diced um kikyo and inuyasha got so like was like oh my god kikyo and he he was trying to like get mad at sashomaru because he's like 
how could you just stand there and watch? And Shomaru's like, bitch, like, if you really love your woman, you're going to be here to defend her. Like, what What does that have to do with me? Um, <laughs> and, then, and then Kagomi was all, was actually being a lot more mature than I would have been. Because um, she's like, you know, Inuyasha, if you think there's any chance that she's alive, you should go to her. And I'm like, no, bitch, you should not be telling this man to go. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm kind of like, Kagome, you need to be not telling this man to go to Kikyo. You need to be sliding into his sleeping mat or something. Like, you cannot let this continue. But I will say happy news is that Kagome did not let Naraku's newest incarnation, which is literally like a talking baby, um, <laughs> like put seeds of doubt or some shit like that in her heart and turn her you know into um you know challenge her purity i guess or whatever he didn't win because kagome's like you know what of course i'm gonna be jealous about inyaja and kikyo because they have a connection but i love him so much that you know i want him to be happy regardless of who he's with blah 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 and then inyaja shows up because he knew it was he figured it was a trap like they literally trap they literally like fooled him into thinking that Kikyo was still alive, knowing that Kagome was being to be like, you should go look for her so that they could snatch Kagome. And so he was flipping out. And then he was like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I'm never going to go off again and leave you in case something happens. And she's like, no, you have to go. And he's like, no, no, I'm not ever going to do that again. So, I mean, I'm going to see if he, he keeps his word. I will say, though, there was a little, there was a scene that was kind of sad for Koga, mostly, so Koga's the wolf, right? Like the wolf demon that is in love with with Kagome. Um, and she doesn't like lead him on or anything like that. But he's basically like, we're going to get married after all this is done, right? And she's just like, um, no. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. We're, we're, I'm planning it already. Um, and so <laughs> there's a scene where Ko- with Koga and Inuyasha were like about to get incinerated or something like that. And she thought Inuyasha had died. And so... Like, when she saw he hadn't died, she, like, completely walked past um, Koga, and she's, like, cried in Inuyasha's arms, and he was all, like, oh, did I make you worry? I'm so sorry. You know, like, you know, soft Inuyasha, and then Koga was watching it, and I was just, like, ooh, that sucks. Like, it it made me awkward watching it, and I was just a viewer. I wasn't even in the moment, right? Uh, So... Yeah, that's how Inuyasha is going right now. The talking baby seems to be... Uh, you know what's funny? I know I've watched these episodes, but I'm watching them now, and it feels like a fever dream in some case. Like, it happened, but did it happen? I don't know. Um, So I'm still watching this this talking baby arc. We're going to see how that continues. Uh, But that ain't going to happen because those new episodes don't come out until the 28th, and I don't know if I'm going to wait for them. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that was it for me. I was going to watch <laughs> that Gundam series and I totally forgot because I got caught up in reading today. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. At least you read. So that's good. I know. <laughs> okay. So now we're on to drama. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, <clears throat> so I wanted to be halfway into the story of when we started recording again. Um, unfortunately, I am not halfway in. I've, I've been busy, guys, so I haven't had the chance. But I think the last that I told you was that we were at the arc where he... I was very shocked because we were on episode, like, um... I think we were on, like, ep- I was on episode 8 or so at that time when I was watching. When I told you guys up to what was going on. So now that I'm around, like, 15, um, I was very shocked because, like, it was time for him to 
like basically sacrifice himself as the Empyrean um, person to help chaos from like wreaking havoc on the place, right? Mm -hmm. So I was very shocked because I was like, oh, this is like episode 10 and he's already doing this? What is this story? (laughs) I was so confused. And so then basically, you know, he ends up sacrificing himself, the demon realm. They use this t- that exact moment to um, wage war. And so then the, the king was like, oh, whichever one of you can like sit in the imperial throne, then you guys, that person will be the crown prince is what the, the evil king said. And so then he brought them all to the place where like, the thing is and it was so dramatic like it was very very dramatic it was like all kinds of like pew pew and like lasers and shit and i was like Star Wars. i was like ooh, <laughs> i was like they got budget and then he was like getting beat better bruised up by the by the fire and it was like a whole thing and i was like oh my god what is going on and he eventually died because like he did he was able to fix like the chaos thing and then he scared away the demon clan but then he died and not gonna hold you a bitch bald i bald she did because i i heard some of the i and the worst part is like it's like you i cried knowing that he comes back right because obviously but i was still bawling like it was insane but um yeah so he died and then he had like he had taken away his memories and stored them in this like place because that's what he needed to do to become like the perfect celestial body and so they decided that they wanted to save like to save him that way and resurrect his immortal soul and then the king was like no you're not doing that because then he's not going to be the same and we don't want him to like we don't want a person to come back to not be him right yeah. So then um, they said, fuck you, and they didn't listen, and they just decided to go and do it anyways, and then the king grounded them. But then, because he's so well-loved, everybody in, like, the imperial palace decided to help her, essentially. So she ends up going, gets his spirit scattered, and so then they're like, oh, the way to combine the spirits is that you have to get all three of the spirit shards to fall in love with you. And the spirit shards are now men, right? So they're all three different versions of him. So (laughs) the Beast Realms um, prince who's, like, in love with her is like, what? No, she's not a hoe. She's not gonna do that. And then she's like, actually i think i will do that it's fine <laughs> so um they decide that they, that's what they have to do they can't have they can't like use their powers because so the prince and princess they came with her which is his brother and sister um but they can't use their powers because if they use their powers then the king's gonna know that they're not in the imperial realm mm-hmm. in the heavenly realm and so he will take them away so and then she was like okay fine you guys can't use your powers okay beast king um beast prince you can use your powers and he was like oh so you see when i came to try to look for you i escaped my imprisonment and so if i use my powers my dad's also gonna find out that i'm here so then she was like so you mean to tell me that i'm around immortals and your guys are basically humans at this point being fucking useless like she was so pissed and so they ended up eventually they're like oh they don't know what to do so they found they found one of his shards which is a demon um but he's like a fire demon so but i don't honestly i can't tell you which emotion he's supposed to be i have no idea all i know is that i don't know the kind of like red hair scruff was it was kind of working 
for me. Uh, like, he just looks so, like, unkept. And it was kind of working for me. Because I think he looks so boring when he's all pristine in his whiteness, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Whatever. Like, a little bit of edge to him. Right? <laughs> so he, um, so yeah, so he ends up, uh, they, like, try to, they're trying to, like, protect him right now so i'm not like i said i'm not like that far more so but she they she find out that basically he's not actually an evil like demon king like a evil fire demon it's that he has like a lot of fire in him as that's like his uh, something rage i don't know but um he's actually like a nice person essentially and he's he's been saving the town from getting overran with fire um and so that's yeah so he because like you know which means that basically every version of him is gonna be good right because he's just like a good because he's just a good person so he um so he ends up so like she convinces the village to like let him live but in order to do so she has to pay all of his like all the damages that he's caused for like the last however and so she decides to go back to her house because remember, she is a princess. She's a human princess, right? Yeah. So she goes back to, she decides to go back to her house to steal some of the things and sell them. And so her father at this point has found out that somebody has been stealing. So that's up to where I am at with like her part of the story. And then as for her sister, um, when everyone came back from like trying for their unsuccessful coup de thought, they came back and um everybody was like ill so they all came to her to get like dressed up like to get like healed or whatever so then the third prince he's like oh shit like if that finds that out about this he's gonna kill her so what he decided to do is to like try to encourage all the nobles and like a bunch of people just to get them on their side on her like her his side um to like come get treatments and stuff so eventually when the empress when the evil empress finds out she like comes and like drags them to court but then the people who she saved, they all, like, picked up for her. Okay. And so then the king decided mm-hmm. not to ban medicine anymore. And that, like, being treated for your wounds would be, like, acceptable. And, like, mind you, the whole time, like, her and third prince are, like, in a relationship now, right? Because they've kissed. Which, I, mind you, I find this one always pissed me off with these type of shows. I'm like... Why does the second lead couple always move faster than the first lead always, couple? Always. Always. Like, they're literally about to have a baby. And this main couple just kissed <coughs> for the first time. You're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, it's so irritating. Yeah. Especially when it's like they met each other at the same fucking time. Right. You know? Right. But whatever. So, yeah. So, they're, they're together. And then the first prince has just confessed that he likes her. And then she's like, oh, you know, you're a magnanimous prince. Like, I can't take your affection and i'm like uh if he was a smart guy he'd be like bitch what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like you like you're literally here to marry one of us princes right. like but he dumb so he don't know how to say that but yeah that's it i'm, I'm not gonna hold you i kind of don't really pay attention to their parts even though i love how it looks visually like visually so stunning because it's purple and black and shades of like different purples and blacks mm. and it's so beautiful but I just don't care about the couples. Therefore, I don't care about what happens down there. So I just, I don't really pay attention when that's on. But yeah, so that's the story, love. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, um, okay, we are still watching. She was pretty. 
<laughs> I mean, I say watching very loosely because by this point, I totally forgot. The three of us, I genuinely were forgot yeah. that we were watching that until you said we were watching that. Yeah, but it's funny because even now the three of us are like, "Wow, we're only twenty minutes into this episode. We thought that was done." <laughs> Uh, and like for all three of us to, to feel this way, it tells you a lot about this drama. Um, so basically <laughs> from what I recall, cause it's still kind of fuzzy. Uh, Shiwan is still hot. Actually he got hotter since he got rejected. Yeah, cause he took, cause he took a shower and now it's like really embracing his rich money. Right, right. Exactly. So he got hotter since he got rejected. The, the story is when it's called she was pretty, but this girl, like, she's never been that pretty. makeover. Oh my god, ugly. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, I really, really am sorry, but her makeover, she looks worse, I think, or just as bad as she did when she had all the eczema in her face, and you know, her hair was incredibly frizzy for no reason. And like, when they were uglying her up, she looks basically on par with her pretty look. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Either. That ass. I don't get it either. But that she's ass. just. We were watching. Like, why does she look like that? Like, this is supposed to be the after makeover, and it doesn't feel like that at all. So yeah. nope. Uh, but yes, and then so they had a talk. Her and the male lead had a talk, and she was trying to be like, "Oh, you know what? The last two episodes were really about her and her best friend." So oh yeah, Ali's birthday oh, came back. Yeah. So. We we didn't even tell them. So he found out that Hari is Hari. Oh yeah. And yes, yes. That's the big homegirl is homegirl. Yes. Yeah, so and realized it. then yeah. she and she rejected Shuan and Hari like was like I'm in love or some shit. Uh, it's bullshit. Who, who gives a fuck? Hari, I don't know. Well, it was, it was so dramatic. She, even though she went behind her back, she did write that letter saying that like you know. I'm not the real person. I'm not the real person in your heart. And I, so I'm just going to be here to cheer you and that person on forever. So even though she was kind of like sneaking around behind her best friend's back, she, she did eventually say like, I need to stop with this foolishness. Yeah. The, the girl. And she was, was going to do it. Yeah. And the, it's the female lead who has been the real bullshitter this whole fucking time. Like she's so annoying. Oh my gosh. She's oh my so gosh. annoying. She's so annoying. So annoying. Because like, she decided basically that she didn't want to be with him because of Hari. And I'm, ugh, whatever. She's right, right. She didn't want to be with him because of Hari, even though Hari's like, um, no, like. It's fine. You guys yeah. can be together. Like, like I already, I wrote, you, you stitched together my freaking letter. So you know the truth. Um, and though I will say it's kind of cute. Like, I did appreciate, like, I mean, I didn't really like, but I appreciated that they did take some time to really kind of focus on the friendship more so than their relationship. Because we know Korean dramas. Yeah. I mean, it's different. Yeah. It's yeah, different. Exactly. From, it's not what you're used to in Korean dramas at exactly. all. Exactly. So that would be the only plus. But like, yeah, this is a bad drama, guys. I'm sorry. It's but it's bad. also like, it's like, yes, it's it's one of the dramas. Because like, that's something I remember from the drama was just like female friendship and Shawan and like being really into Shawan and wanting them to have been this couple. Yeah. And I, I, I remember the friendship thing just because I was like, I had not seen up to that point when I was watch when I had watched this drama, I had not seen a Korean drama really have friendships to yeah. like or even like explore any like yes, we can obviously their friendship is like a messy one, but still it's a female friendship, you know? Right. And they were allowed to like fight and get to, and then heal together, right? So that's also like 
broke. <laughs> right? So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, the drama's still bad, but like, I'm trying it's, to, yeah, it's a bad drama. Point, like, Absolutely. Positives, at least in it. And that was one of the positives in it. The male lead is just so insufferable. It's, and the female He's lead so, is just really, they're so, like, they're a match made in heaven, honestly, Absolutely. because they're the fucking worst. They're right. annoying. Right, right. So, yeah, they're that. So, yeah. I mean, we're almost done, guys. Four episodes left, I think, or something like that. So, yeah, we're happy. Thank God. Right? We cannot wait. On the flip side. On the flip side. We still are watching The Real Has Come. I have, I literally went downstairs to explain to my sister and her girlfriend what. <laughs> like, it, it's like one of those updates that I have to give, you know? Okay, so we watched the last uh, four episodes, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Since our last episode, and if you've been following us on Twitter, you'll know that you know <sighs> our our high points, our high, our low points. I mean, there's no low points, it's, except for the moms. The moms outside of Take Young's mom is are all terrible and annoying. But um, yeah. So yeah. So the last end? time, so I think we ended on. Um. Hold on. Whenever you. So um. Yeah. I think we ended with like uh Sejin like him finding out like or uh when Sejin he overheard Sejin saying you know the baby I, I lied about being barren lied about being right. a barren hoe yep that's where we left left off so continue yeah so he <laughs> and we were surprised once again because how they, they he knows right away so of course he they leave and um you know she comforts him in the way that she can and he meets her at the bridal place and he is all super sexy super angry he's getting close to her face he's like so Let me put this necklace on you because you look stunning and then he looks at her face like bitch we had an agreement no more lies no more subterfuge no more any of this bullshit you're the one who fucking broke the rules you're the one who lied. You're the one who's trying to manipulate me. I thought we were both on the same page. And he's like, this is over. This is done. Get on my face, hoe. Like, he's, yeah. He's like, he's like, you know what? Clean up your house on your side of the street. Right, right. And so she got all like, she was acting her ass off. She started screaming and she threw her her, her necklace into the, the mirror and cracked it. It was actually a really good scene. So, of course, because she's always 10 steps ahead, she goes to the grandma, who I'm convinced that she is has brainwashed. Uh, and she basically was all like, I lied, and he's mad, and blah, blah, blah. And grandma's like, oh, but you know, it's both of your faults. Because obviously everything is Take Young's fault. Like, everything. He could breathe, and she's like, oh, why are you breathing? It's too loud in here. What are you doing? You're bothering me. And I'm like, grandma, please? Please go on a trip for your house. Just be off screen. I can't stand Die. You. I can't stand you. Nat is too nice to say it, but I'll say it. Die. Yeah. So that is that storyline. And he's all like, damn. And she's now like, um, like he, she basically has him trapped in the corner at this point. Yeah. Because of all his, everything that he's done and his behavior and everything like that. She, she's like, basically, you could tell them that I'm a manipulative bitch, but nobody's going to believe you. But who's going to believe you? Nobody. No one's going to believe you. No one's on your side. Um, even so his brother and his, his wife, remember how we were like, they're naming this, oh, yeah. this IVF treatment that they got two months ago. And basically she found out she wasn't pregnant, unfortunately. Um, and they, 
it's really hard because I know I feel like they're gonna be bad guys in the future. They're gonna be, yeah, we're like so we're like together. You know, they have scenes where it's like, oh, they they really love each other and they're yeah. trying and that stuff. And then we feel like they're gonna be evil in the the at the later. But at this point in the time, like I can't admit to them like being so sad when they were having that conversation and when they had when when she had to let Chuck Puck go. You know, like yeah, yeah, I agree. That's why I'm like. um it's really one of those weird things that you're kind of watching them together and you're like, they're so in love and they're so supportive. Like he was like, it's my fault. We can't have kids. And I was like, Ooh, you never really hear men say that. So that no. was very surprising too. And like, like in the fact that she went to her dad's house, but she came back early, even though he was supposed to get her because she knew that he would be down having to put away all the baby stuff that they had gotten. So like, they're really like, that was so sweet. Like I it was know. so sweet. Cause he was like, you know, why did you go so soon? Whatever. And then he felt her hand on his shoulder. She's like, I knew you'd be, I, I knew you'd be going through something. So I wanted to be here. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're so cute. <laughs> I know. It's like mad. It's mad. Right. It's mad. Right. And then on the flip side, oh, and Ugh. let's just say the grandma kind of tried to blame Taekyung for that. For that yeah, it was right? like yeah. I don't understand how it was Taekyung's fault, but it was somehow his yeah. fault. And we're not, we're not lying, guys. Like we're we're um we're not doing our usual like oh everything is taken. No, like she literally tried to blame Taekyung for it. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the other sibling now. Remember their their drunken night? Okay. I'm going to put it out here. She has, <laughs> has a problem with science. She, she literally has been Googling to figure out how she knows already that she's pregnant because it literally just like, happened yesterday. But I tried to explain that for me, I'm just going to assume that this happened on a TARDIS, so there's no time frame. And so it doesn't really matter when they had sex. She's pregnant now. That's the end result. <laughs> Listen, the only thing that I can take in my mind is that they it was before that drunken night, one time before because like it just doesn't add up, guys. Because at most we're thought we're talking at most it being three weeks or a month now. It's been at most a month in total, like since um homegirl broke up with this dude. Right. So, so like, at most a month. Time, so even if even if it was like everything happened like by a week, she's still only like supposed to be like two weeks pregnant at this point. So it just doesn't mathematically make sense to me. I literally googled how long is the consideration period for divorce in Korea. Like that's how deep it was for me. <laughs> but anyway, she's pregnant. She's pregnant and. We don't know what's going to happen, and we kind of have, I mean, I think the signs are there that she didn't get an abortion the first time, and she just, like, lost Mm-mm. the baby. Uh, so, I, you know, she, he, he knows, because she went somewhere where one of his colleagues saw her, and then the colleague broke his ethical, you know... Um, yeah, he was like, congratulations, yeah. and I'm like... Bro, hippa talking about right, yeah, talking about like, oh, you know, congratulations are in order. Your your I saw her church. Your wife's like two months pregnant or something, and we're just like, sir, why are you calling this man to give him news that you are not even sure he knows about? Like, why are you even calling? Him? Like hippa right, right. So basically, he knows, but he's not gonna say anything. So we're gonna see how that goes. And then on the flip side, we have um, Old Mama. Uh, yeah, Yangdu, she kicked her out of the house. She kicked her out of the house. And then, um, but then she, got, she got her back because she was all depressed and sad that she was gone. And then she's crazy. So she's basically, 
but she went on a tyrant after when when she kicked her out of so here's what happened she kicked her out of the house and you know young dude she's like going around doing things blah 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 house whatever so when um young dude ended up at the uh clinic because mama went and like was looking for homeboy and they like beat the shit out of homeboy and when she beat when she beat the shit out of homeboy they ended up at the clinic and so they're like oh who's the baby daddy am i the baby daddy and then she's like you're not a baby daddy and then who's the baby daddy so then take him goes i'm the baby daddy and then Mama hears it at that same time. <laughs> right. And she goes and beats his mom. Comes in and immediately starts beating the shit out of this motherfucker. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, he's all like mad at Yondu at the end of that. And she's like, but you're the one who said that you were the father. Like, no one asked you to do that, sir. Sir. Yeah. So all, like, well, on, like, meanwhile, mm-hmm. meanwhile, Jun-Hu is like pissed off right now because he's like, wait, you cheated on me? I cheated on you and you cheated on me he's such a typical man he's like how dare you get pregnant from another man while I'm cheating on you bitch like he's like he's like he was like I tried to sleep with you so many times and you would not give it up to me but you give it up to him so then you know young dude now she she a baddie she a 10 Listen, young dude's like, young dude goes and she was like, yeah, you know what? I fell for him at first sight. I was like, ooh, this man, fine. I'm going to give him up the goodies right now. I gave him everything right then and there. And I'm like, and this man is seething. His (laughs) feelings got real hurt. He turned to the bottle real heavy after that. He's just not... He's not right. He got into a fight, ended up, they ended up at the fucking police station. Which literally was one of the best scenes. (laughs) One of the best scenes in this drama so far was them at the, at the police station talking their drama out loud and the police officers being behind the camera like, oh my God. So, she's pregnant. Who's the, who's the, who's the daddy? We can't do a DNA test on this baby. You know what? If they could have done a DNA test on this baby, they would have. Like, I feel like the police. Right, that it so, but when she came and when she came in, did you see somebody's screen oh cap? Yes. Cap of like the police officer going like, oh, when she was. <laughs> and when she oh came my. in, when she came in, Jung-Hoo turns around. They both turn around, and who does she go to immediately to take Young? And it's like, yeah. Oh my God, are you okay? And then Jung-Hoo is like, Wait, are you asking him if he's okay in front of me? Right. I'm not the one you about the most right and he was like so jen ha was so offended that she literally ignored him she looked at him like sir who cares about you and then went right back to take you and take you was just grinning the whole time the whole time yo when they were fighting gave him she finally gave him the well-deserved slap that he needed yes yes but also i really love the fight scene between them because they're so fucking petty and it's like they don't like each other but they also really like i do think that jenha kind does care about about yondo but he doesn't care about her more than himself and so that's why they have these issues but he he Mm -hmm. but he also he needs that validation that she gave him right that she was so into him so the fact Mm -hmm. that he believes that she one got knocked up by Taekyun and two actually cares about him like her actions show that she actually does care about this man care about he, him. he yep. just can't handle it and so he starts doing crazy shit like showing up at Sejin's workplace talking about do you know who I am I'm Junha and I'm like sir why are you going around talking <laughs> to who you are especially when you're getting kicked out of buildings 
Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> but anyway, so um, Taekyun is basically like, look. Oh, first of all, Taekyun and Yeondu had like the cutest, most adorable mm. bench scene where they were just talking about how they saw each other at each other's lowest and how like, now they have this bond because of everything that they've gone through with this, with each other. And it was so cute because you really get so like cute. these like non-romantic just friend scenes with characters, like the leads especially because you know leads in these dramas always have like this romantic undertone but you can tell like even though he does like her he he's like i feel like he's going through so much right he now doesn't he doesn't really realize that it. he likes her he can't he can't think about that either he just has so much going on at this time right and also because she's pregnant so like it's kind of like off the table in, in that kind of way as well too um mm-hmm. So, yeah, they had a cute scene, and then he's, like, desperately, like, let's get married. It's going to solve both of our problems. You'll have somebody who won't, <laughs> who will, you know, please your mom, and then, um, you know, you'll break my, my marriage, and so I want to you know, <laughs> so, Like, are you on crack? Right. What the fuck are you smoking? She's yeah. like, is, this, is it Coke? Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and like, she was so offended. She, she was smart, because she's, like, like, her whole thing, first of all, is that, you know, one lies are really what got them into all these problems to begin with right so like it's not smart to just like be deceitful to people that you care about especially because like like his mom cares about her right like cares about him why would he want his mom to believe that he's in love with her and like not really she's already not happy with this yeah you know what i mean so yeah was like actually thinking with her brain while he's just like desperate at this point right um so she rejects him and then she meets up with the mom because her mom went to his house and he oh literally just my like, God. His, her mom's so fucking annoying because her mom here's the thing guys her mom's not doing this because she really wants her daughter to be married and happy and in love and no know, not and not have to like deal with being a single mom she's doing it because she feels like she probably can't hold her head up because remember she was bragging about her daughter so much in the beginning but since the pregnancy she hasn't been able to do that so she's like feeling like oh well people are gonna think badly of me you know yep. because of my daughter and so that's her main problem and that's really what the problem like that's really why i can't stand her either that's uh, what's pissing yeah. me off it's like you're not doing this out of crazy. The time like, like no you can like this is not 1920 korea you cannot just go to this man's house and say like you got you knocked up my daughter you have to get married this is it's 2023 that's not how the world works anymore okay um and then she decides she wants to go to the parents to tell them like that's not how the world works either like they're rich anyways. They could probably just pay her off, right? At that at the end of the day. So it's not like she keeps thinking like she's gonna be able to solve these problems by just telling everybody and what yelling at them until they do what they, she wants. And she's just really annoying. So, anyways, um Yondo has a dinner with the mom, Taekyung's mom, because we know what Because because the mom did the cutest thing. Cause when she, when Yondo arrived at the house she, to like take her mom away the yeah. mom had already left and so the mom saw her and then she was like oh let me use my car to get home and then when she did that one day young dude comes home and there's like a shit ton of fucking baby things because the mom literally brought her bought her a bunch of baby things it was like oh thank you or blah 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 and then she was like oh if you want to repay me come for a meal or like right. treat me to dinner she brings her to the house and like starts cooking food for her and it's like the first food that young dude can eat 
since she's been pregnant and oh my god it's just so fucking cute yeah she literally she like she played a little trick on her because she dropped her off knowing that now she has her address so she knows where she lives and she can just like sneak send people to send her shit you know and then with the meal was also very sneaky because she's like you need to buy me a meal but then she's like you know i thought i would just cook this time and i know she was like oh it's so if I cook, now she still has to owe me the meal so we can still be Meal, meal. yep. Right, right, right. So then, what's really, what you really need to know about this dinner is that Taekyun and Sejin show up and they, like, have a tea mm. together and Sejin gives an invitation to Yundo to, to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yundo to the wedding. So, we have the wedding, the day of the that wedding. Scene, in that scene, you saw um, Taekyun give Yundo, like, the 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 um handkerchief when she was feeling sick and like right. was watching her and you saw Sajid look at him like the fuck right? <laughs> she didn't miss a thing she knew that there was like something weird going on between the two of them um and they barely like they barely said words to each other but you like the, the energy the tension the energy right <laughs> uh so uh the wedding day wedding day and you know it's it, it's weird because Taekyun is like he is frowning the whole time like he looks like he wants to punch a wall I don't know how anybody's watching this and thinking like he's happy to be there because he is clearly not happy to be there um clearly 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 so he's there frowning the whole time she's trying to like you know keep up the positivity and kissing him and like doing things to make People think that they're so in love and they can't wait to get married. She has this whole scene where she's like practicing walking down that with her dad. So your boy, Jenha, shows up and he's all like, I don't have an invitation, but you know who I am? I'm Jenha. And of course, <laughs> like an idiot. Of course, they're like, okay, so you need to go. So he tries to find himself in and he doesn't win. So then he sees. Uh, Sejin's dad outside and he's like you know give me an invitation let me use it because I need to tell everybody that um that Taekyung got my girl ex-girlfriend pregnant and all this kind of stuff so I need to stop this wedding and the dad's like you know even though he doesn't want them to get married or anything like that he still loves his daughter so obviously he doesn't want to ruin yeah. his big day so they start exactly. like kind of fighting for the invitation and Jen Ha knocks him over and he hits his head really hard and he passes out and it looks really serious. Like, I wasn't sure if he died or not. We weren't sure at the time. Jenha runs away. The students come to the wedding because um, Sejin's mom had invited everybody basically that she could. Uh, and so um, they see him. They call um, Sejin. And they're like, your dad's in the hospital. It's serious. You need to come, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, um, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. <laughs> she's like, later. I'm going to get married. <laughs> So, yeah, that was when we realized that there was no coming It was going to be, yeah, it was yeah. going to be fuck Sajin forever. Absolutely. Like, there's no, there's nothing that, there's there's no coming back from something like that. Your dad's in the hospital almost dying and you're not going to give it up for the wedding? Like, no. It was it. So she comes down the aisle and we're thinking that the mom, because the mom has left and they find out that she had, like, was put up a for sale sign for her store and, like, she's all depressed. Being very dramatic, talking about how she's going to kill herself, basically. Without saying she's going to kill herself, she was right. alluding that she's going to kill herself. So, um, you know, it was like, oh, shit, I got to do something because my mom, you know, is flipping out and I just, you know, I just can't do this to her anymore. So she comes to the wedding and she makes a big spectacle of herself talking about... Who said you could get married? What about this baby in my belly? And yeah. And of course, it's pandemonium. <laughs> like, total 
absolutely fucking pandemonium. Matt and I were screaming. I literally was wheezing. I put it on Twitter. I was wheezing into my bonnet at that time. I had I, it I over my face. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, she heard me. Like, you heard me. I was like, yeah. what? Like, it was, because I really wasn't thinking it was going to be a young dude. Like, I was not either. It was be a young dude at yeah, all. Yeah, because it made it seem for sure like it was her mom. Was gonna, That's why we were yeah. just like, so surprised even when they showed her shoes first right because her mom always wears running shoes with like pants that kind of come up a little bit so we we're like okay it's, it's her mom she's gonna make a spectacle of herself whatever and then it was like yeah no I was like oh my god <laughs> can't wait i can't wait to watch some more it's like right, drugs right the next two episodes look fire like absolutely they do fire, like so. look we're finally getting our fake relationship and fake um marriage or engagement or whatever and right you know you know Sejin is not gonna let that man go so right we already saw in the trailer whatever like get an abortion like no she's not she's not <laughs> sorry man I, yeah sorry, even man. the grandma telling her telling him her to get an abortion and I'm like grandma wasn't you just saying how you want some kids in the house yeah but not take yuns clearly <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, and we also oh, found out through a podcast that oh. um, she has always hated Taekyung. Like, she has always treated him like shit. And yes, he, and we found too. out that there's another sibling, and oh, yeah. we had no idea. <laughs> right, right. And then she she was sending haha photos, like, oh, haha, I'm not pregnant photos to her boyfriend at the time in New York because she clearly had so many um, pregnancy scares. That she literally like, it was a common <laughs> joke between the two of them. And then they come here and her mom, her grandma and them find out. So she's locked in her room. She escapes to go to his house and he lives in a cult. I assume. Okay, when they show when they showed the when they showed the boyfriend, I was like, hey, that looks like Young Dude's mother. Um, Young Dude's brother. Right. And then I was like, no, that is Young Dude's brother in a terrible wig. <laughs> in an extremely terrible wig. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and just, like, highlighted hair. Like, but we think the couple is going to be those two anyways. Like, the brother mm-hmm. and his sister, who's not related. We found out also, they also kissed. Died. Yeah, we also found out how the mom died. Like, the orig- his his yeah. stepfather's first Original wife. Original wife. Yeah, she died well after giving birth to Mi- Mi-kyung. Mi-young? Mi-young? I think her name is. Mi-young. Yeah, the, young, the yeah. youngest daughter. So... That's why you could see why, you know, maybe the eldest daughter doesn't want to get pregnant and why Mi Young never wants to get married and have kids because they probably, you know, because they lost their mom that way. No, the eldest daughter, the eldest daughter doesn't want to get pregnant because she wants to be the leader of the fucking company. Yeah, she doesn't, like she, she doesn't want to be a boss bitch. So, I mean, that's her thing. But we don't know. We don't know yet. We're only like eight episodes, seven episodes in or something like that. I mean, this hey, one episode eight. Yeah, so we're about, to, we're about to be 10% in now. Yeah. But I, but Korea's also liking it too because they it, I, apparently it got like 21% rating. Like, yeah, because it's fire. So, yeah. Dramas so. have not been lit in a while, guys, if I'm honest. Like Korean dramas. So this <laughs> drama, the fact that it is slapping and the fact that like most of our mutuals are also into it and everybody who's not, I've seen a lot of people saying, I need to watch it now. Like, it, it's fire like I would not say it's good if it wasn't good like it literally has us every every week it has us yelling and screaming like it's like <laughs> when we when we watched she was pretty and we're like oh it's not done yet right. with this we're like oh my god no yeah, we're like, like oh wait wait there's only 10 episodes 10 minutes left no that's not 
enough time. <laughs> so we are enjoying ourselves a lot. And we definitely recommend watching The Real Has Come. So, yeah. Anyways, any other? Yeah. Real no. Okay. It's time. Time for a book. Read a book. Read a read book. book. Read a book. The fucking book. <laughs> oh my god i have not i did not remember now i'm like remembering my teenage years and that fucking song coming out on on tv anyways not red i'm so proud of you i know i read three books guys um i see you read like oh you were really busy this week so you probably i don't know if you even had time to read so um Nat finally read the two books that we were supposed to read together. So what was the other book that you read? Okay, so I read um, The Fae Princes, which is number four in the Vicious Lost Boys series by... Do you know, when you said number four, I was like, there was a a third one? (laughs) Yeah, the third one was when Wendy got the shadow of the island or something. Honestly, girl, you could could say anything and I would believe you. (laughs) (laughs) book three was kind of lit because it had like this really battle big battle and it actually included like the crocodile and um captain hook and smee once again as i said well i mean if you know peter pan you know these characters yeah but i'm just no but i'm just telling you that (laughs) book wise you can say anything about these three books these four books and i will believe you because i barely even remember the first one that i read right so i okay so I'll just let you guys know. Peter Pan and Sleeping Beauty are like my two favorite Disney movies, like of all time. And I know Peter Pan, the Disney version, is problematic. I know it. I get it. I, get it. I'm, I completely agree. I still fucking love that movie. I'm sorry. I love it to death. And I love like the mythology of like, you know, Neverland and like the idea of never growing up and like all this kind of stuff. And what I like about this series is the world. What I don't like about this series is that like, I thought about it today when I read this book. And I was thinking to myself, even though I really love the book because of what happened in it, in that, um, so basically Peter got his shadow back and everything's supposed to be all hunky-dory. But what happens at the end of the, the third book is that Tinkerbell comes back to life. And in this, Tinkerbell still is Peter, was Peter's best friend when he was growing up, whatever, whatever. But she's like an evil bitch. She's, she's the mother of Cass and Bash, who are also like his part of his crew and part of Wendy's harem. And she mm-hmm. she was basically like a backstabbing bitch, and she's the whole reason. Like she, I think she killed the original Wendy, darling, and everything like that. So she's like a villain in this. And she comes back, and they find out that the lagoon, you know, like the Peter Pan's lagoon, basically brought her back to life because her youngest, her daughter, who's the Fae Princess, um, wanted to kill Peter Pan. So she threw like her magical throne into the lagoon, and asking for like them to give her something to finally get back at Peter and her mom came back to life so she comes back to life and she's all like ha 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 I'm back bitches what you guys know of course she goes straight to Peter because of course and her whole thing now is that she doesn't want to wield power quote unquote she wants to put her sons on the throne and the way to do that is to steal Peter's shadow because it's connected to the island of Neverland and basically like Neverland is like this alive thing, right? It's 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 mm-hmm. living, breathing entity, and any whoever gets the shadow is like the king. So that's why they call him the Never King, right? And so mm-hmm. he finally has a shadow. He's finally allowed to, to walk in the sunlight. It's everything's great. And so Tinkerbell's back, and she's like, "Nope, I need that shadow." <laughs> so like a lot of things happen. Most of it's sex, like a lot of sex. Um, <laughs> and so like I'm trying to think of what happened. Okay, so her and Bane 
her and Vane also have this other like there's two shadows so they share a different shadow I can't I think it's like the dark one shadow or something like that. um don't ask me the mechanics of it guys but they share a shadow so they're like closer than the other other guys in the in her harem um because <laughs> they can feel each other's thoughts and fear and like whatever and so like they were having like real romantic moments and whatever with him fucking her and all that kind of stuff and then Bass Bash and Cass are dealing with like the fact that her mom's back and like she's wrecking havoc and they love their sister but her sister their sister's a bitch um and she also brought their mom back so it's like really fucked but basically like they realize like oh they really do want to go back to their fate people and like to be a part of court and stuff like that and they want their wings back because they had stolen their wings so like they're trying to deal with that and Peter's just fucked because Peter's part of this prophecy where he's like supposed to be someone born from the lagoon right but now Tinkerbell's like, oh, you know what? When I was dead, I heard some some rumors. And some of those rumors were that you actually were born from a woman and not from the lagoon. That means that you're not born from this island. So that means you are not the prophesized, you know, never king that you thought you were. And so he spends most of the book being a bitch and also drinking. Like that was because mm-hmm. he was depressed. Peter Pan was depressed, guys. And so um they kind of have this thing where they go to this ball thingy they come home and have like a big orgy i guess it's a gangbang because wendy's the only girl there or something um i skimmed actually most of that like it's funny i was gonna skip it completely and then i was like you know what let me just see if there's anything interesting in here it really wasn't that interesting um mostly because i realized at that point in the book that wendy is not a character wendy is just like an archetype for a slut that used to be depressed because like her whole thing at the beginning is that like she knew about this prophecy about how like she'd be kidnapped and her life would be over because her mom it happened to her mom right so she basically just like slept with everybody and that was her whole thing she had no personality she was nothing she's just like a, a big hoe so she comes to the island and she just continues being a big hoe and like the thing is i'm not saying that it's i'm not like condemning her or anything like that but I don't really know anything else about Wendy outside of the fact that she just fucks these guys. She's just mm-hmm. a hoe. Like, I mean, that's that's literally all I can say about Wendy. She has, like, I can tell you about Cass. I can tell you about Bash. I mean, I couldn't tell you which one, but I know one really, like, so they're twins, right? And they're, like, very much in sync, okay? Um... I think Cass is the one that's like really quiet and slow to anger. Bash is the one that's like a little bit more impetuous and like Bash likes to tie people up and Cass is very like slow and whatever. And like, I can tell you about Vane. Vane is Crocodile's younger mother. They were rich. Their father was trying to take over their island because it's like, there's like 12 islands altogether. Like Neverland's not the only one in that like area. And so his, his their br- dad tried to like t- overtake the king on that island and they were destitute and so they had to like bring themselves up and then there's they they have this curse where they could like eat people because they become actual crocodiles that consume people so they used to do it just you know to make money and get by because they were destitute and then they ate the wrong person and their sister was like raped and then like murdered in front of them and like that's what and then Vane got the the shadow and crocodile just like you know started doing whatever he was doing i can tell you about peter so we find out Peter's mom is actually a goddess. She's like a star in the sky, literally a goddess. And basically she couldn't keep him as a star in the sky because he was just too volatile. So she put him on this banana leaf and then the lagoon took him. And basically the lagoon sw- swallowed him into the water. She tried to save him and then it popped him up and he was five. And so like Peter is literally like 
a god. <laughs> Not, I don't know if he's a Neverland god, but he's like a god because he's born of a goddess. And so I could tell you about all these characters. What can I tell you about Wendy? <laughs> Silence. Silence. Okay. So yeah, she's literally just there being fucked. That's it. Um, but the story is pretty fire. And so the next one, let me tell you the next one, it looks really good because in the last book, book number three, um, even though Hook, you know, was scared of Crocodile and whatever, he was also really attracted to him. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, I can't remember because it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure someone gave someone a blowjob. So I'm actually really excited because now it looks like the original Wendy Darling never died and she's just been on one of these fucking islands. So, and they're both mm-hmm. madly obsessed and in love with her. So it looks like mm-hmm. the next one is like a MLM book um, or like, I think that's what they call it, right? Like, no, mm-hmm. maybe no. So yeah, it looks like it's going to be the three of them. I'm more excited for Captain Hook and Crocodile to be quite honest with you. I don't care about none of these Wendy girls because these darlings, they just, they just be there to be sluts. Like, like they just be there. I'm sorry. I don't want, I, I feel bad because I want to root for you, but I just cannot because nothing you've done has made me want to root for you. I'm sorry. Like, at this point, if they had substituted Wendy for, like, a toy, I feel like it would have not made a difference to the story. Even though the men keep saying that she's changed them for the better, she made them better people and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, how? Where? When? Why? Um, but I'm actually really like, I like the story, though. I really do love the world. So I'm like, you know... I know no, you wait. did because you you you've read four of them, so I know you like to work. So right, 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 okay. And so the other two books that I read that you have read also read. Uh, oh, I gave the book four stars because it actually was the best mm-hmm. one in the series so far. Anyways, so the next book it would be number three in the Valley of the Old Gods, and that's railed by the Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> oh, you know what? I totally forgot. Um, to say what, what the other book was about. I just totally remember because I was going to read the synopsis for this book and I was like, wait, I didn't read the synopsis for the other one, but I already told you guys what happened, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, so Railed by the Campus. Deck the halls with mirth and mischief. When I said I'd sell myself for a lump of coal on Christmas Eve, I was joking, mostly. But the strange shadow that has always lived behind my mirrors doesn't get the joke. Now I'm at the mercy of Claus's bargain until I can bring him 12 increasingly ridiculous gifts. Why are most of them birds? But the creature that lurks in his domain wants something more. Something infinitely more delicious. And this is from Dahlia Davies. Holler, holler. You know what? She she knows what she's doing. She knows she, she sprinkles a little bit of magic in these books. <laughs> so anyways, basically, um, the lead character, whose name I actually cannot even remember. <laughs> nope, same. <laughs> she She decides that, you know, like, her holly her name is holly so she holly yes because christmas Krampus, yeah so she decides like she she's living with her her two siblings and some this old lady in the village who taught her how to be a housewife uh, a midwife sorry and you know they're poor and destitute and she's fearing that she's gonna have to get married soon just to be able to have people to take care of her and her siblings um and Mm -hmm. she um is like in this room she has like 12 blankets on her because it's cold it's winter and she ain't got no coal because she broke and so she makes this like ridiculous you know like people say a lot of things people and like she she has like a she has so she's special right because she can see yes something but they didn't reveal to us what she can see until later right but so she basically sees 
things in the mirrors that nobody else can see um and so she sees the shadows right so she makes this this like you know joke i mean who at one time or another has not said that they would sell their soul for something right and so yeah. he says it and then santa claus mr claus himself comes up and is like oh bet and so mm. he's like okay so he starts giving her he gives her 12 tasks which are basically just the 12 days of christmas guys like this christmas yeah. you know, we all know the song it's fine and so every night every day she has like until midnight to bring these things and so she brings like every time she goes to bring things though for the most part it's krampus there not claus and i mean mm-hmm. I, I feel like after the second time it happened i was like they're the same person okay but she honestly times. first of all <laughs> and that overall is why i gave that book three stars because if if she had if it did not take if she didn't figure it out on the second time the fact that it took her until the end of the book i was like i can't give you four stars i can't because like how are you that dumb and you're a very smart person how did you not figure that out right right so she she basically every night she would go there and then krampus would be like "Ooh, let's try something new and everything new was definitely like a a sexual thing right obviously obviously and you know they escalated obviously started a little bit light started with a kiss then we got some cane in we got some spanking we got some blowjob you know you know all the things and all the the um, sexy things yeah all the sexy things and so she but in the midst of that she did have to make a bargain with esther who we Mm -hmm. or easter sorry who we met all the way in the first book because she's the first Mm -hmm. person that 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 leading lady made a bet with um who's the mother of easter bunny who is the mother also of of Krampus slash Claus. And so the whole thing is that like she wants a baby because like in order to make a pact, you need to have a baby between a mortal and one of the gods. And um the last one died for I didn't really understand that part to be honest. And so she needed a baby, but our Holly, Holly basically like she is a it's midwife. Like, I'm not yeah, she's like, I'm not having babies. Like I don't know. She's a midwife because in in their valley of the gods, Tinkerbell actually is a, is a protector of all children until they turn like seventeen or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody protects yep. the moms, so all these moms be dying and having these kids because there's no like god to take care of them. The gods only care about the babies. So she was actually at the beginning of the book was like trying to get out of the game because she's like she was basically losing parts of herself having to watch all these women die that she tried to save, and also being able to see Tinkerbell and Death. While she's yep. trying to give birth, like help these women give birth and survive. So um, the whole plot is basically to make her and Krampus like fuck and, you know, create a baby. But then they took the baby out and created and like had it gestate basically for nine months because they're gods. They can do mm-hmm. whatever they want anyways. And so when the baby was born, then she would take care of the baby and with him, obviously, because he's a daddy and they're in love. And so that's like the story by a yeah. world by the Krampus. I, you know what was kind of interesting? What? And I really like it when they do it in fiction. No, I liked it. No, no I, I liked, liked it. it. I liked, I liked it. Story. But what I mean is like, what I actually really like in fiction, whenever I see it like on Teen Titans and stuff like that, is when Santa Claus is a bad guy. <laughs> like Because in this story, <laughs> Santa Claus was the badder of the two, right? Like he yeah. was like, like, and the whole thing is that Krampus is the real god, but when he he can't come to the mortal realm unless he wears a Santa Claus hat, and that turns it into Santa. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's he's two personalities, kind of. And Santa is just, like, not that great of a dude. So it's actually really, really interesting how she did it. But you know what? 
this author knows what she's doing. And, you know, I want her to continue doing it. I mean, it. I like it. I like yeah. it. I will be I will be reading all them Valley of the Gods, so, which is why we read the fourth one, which was right. getting railed at the Bacchanal. And this was, like, less of a book. Like, yes. It, no, it, this it, one was just sex. Literally, like, I, I mean, I think the whole point of it was that she wanted to write a self-indulgent, like, selfish book. But a character, because yeah. she her whole forward in the beginning of the book was like, oh, you know, guys, it's okay to be selfish. So I think that yeah. was like the whole point of it was like the character, um, whose name I also can't remember, was like, uh, you know, she she does her whole job is to make other. Oh, her name is it, it means like happiness, like joy. Her, her name was Joy. Joy, um, yeah, that's what's it. You know, yeah. isn't it so bad that we can never remember these names when they're the most basic names right. to ever exist? <laughs> right. So she um was all like her whole thing is that she's kind of like a she's like a prostitute or escort or something like that, but she also does like she does like I mean, she, she's just like she's, she's just like a jack she's just like a jack of all yeah, trades. Yeah, really. you're right. You're right. Okay, so here's here's the synopsis. Gods just want to have fun. Dio might be the god of pleasure, but I've got a corner on that market too. I work for cash, not bargains. For the right person and the right price, I'll do just about anything to make you happy, make your life easier. Too bad my latest client decides my happiness, my freedom is his to steal. A boot to the chest to tumble down a well and I'm stuck in the old god's realm until I make a bargain with the one being in either of our realms who's better at what I do than I am. Too bad I can't trust the old god to give without demanding to take as well. So yeah, Dio, obviously Dionysus is like, you know, the god of pleasure um, in, mm-hmm. in old Greek mythology. And in this, they're bi- they're non-binary. I feel like they're um, a hermaphrodite, maybe. Like that's the more mm-hmm. correct term. Um, because, you know, they refer to themselves as the they and they have both parts and everything like that. And basically, like, it was Bacchanal as well. So if you know anything about Dionysus and like Bacchanal, like, and the, the, the mysteries... The mysteries themselves. I actually use Elysian Mysteries on um Twitter, not Twitter, on Tumblr and um AO3. But and that's one of his his domain. Um and yeah, it basically was just sex. <laughs> like, there's no plot. There's li- there was no story, there was no plot. It was just yeah. fucking which was fine. Right. Right. I it mean was just- but it was it was nice seeing all the other gods be mentioned yeah, and all that stuff and like little tidbits of like the world. Yeah, we saw yeah, like little tidbits of the world. You know. Yeah, it was nice. It was and cute. she was and she threw bones because you know for sure that um, I forget the name of the god, but that one that they kept bringing up multiple times. You know for sure that they're gonna be the next book because they brought him up so many times. But I can't remember the name right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the leprechaun got brought up a lot. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really interested in. Like, I like the series. Like world. the series yeah. made me go and as we talked about last episode, where I went and read some of those other books by her. This one's definitely the best one, though. Yeah, like this series, like this world. Oh is yeah, the yeah. Best this this world, world is really, really like it's so rich and imaginative. It's actually the same reason that I like the Lost Boys world. Like the the worlds are just so rich and imaginative. But you know what's funny? I also know more about Joy and Holly than I do about Wendy Darling. Because <laughs> Holly, Holly has a whole fucking family. She has a best friend who's amazing and her, who has a husband who's also amazing. And we learn about them and like her family life before, you know, her parents died and everything like that. And like the world. And even with Holly, Holly talked to her mom on the phone and like they had a conversation. And we know mm-hmm. who these people are. Yep. Just throw that out there, guys. Just you know. Anyways, yes, those are the books that I read. Did you read anything else? 
I did. Okay, guys. So, um, welcome to my rapid fire reviews. So let's first talk about. So remember way back when Nan and I read um, the Wrong Bride. Mm-hmm. Well, back bringing back to the sequel, the Ooh. temporary wife. Okay, I I want to so, go on record and say that. I'm not the only person who sends voice notes about things that are frustrating. Just throwing that out. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, are, what, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, not baby? Huh? Huh? What, not baby? What are you trying to say, not baby? What? What? Anyways, um, first thing, so let me read this. <clears throat> when Luca Windsor's secretary quits her job shortly after he's forced into an unwanted en- engagement arranged by his families, he sets out to solve both problems. Dot, 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 by secretly marrying his secretary instead. The rules are simple. One, don't fall in love. Two, keep their marriage a secret at work. Three, share a bed every night. It was meant to be a straightforward and mutually beneficial deal. But with each day that passes, it becomes clearer to Luca that the only thing Valentino wants is the one thing he can never do, letting her go. Um, This book is 404 pages of bullshit and unnecessariness. Like... I cannot, like, first of all, Valentina was basically just fuck. She was the fucking bitch from the first book. Like, I can't remember her. Raven. Valentina was Raven, and Luca was Aries, just the Aries with sense. And I say that in the sense of, like, you know how Aries was very wishy washy and wouldn't, like, he had didn't want to be bipolar or something. He was just all over the place. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't want to like say like oh like if he would be like oh I like Hannah. Oh no, Raven's the one I always wanted. Oh, but Hannah and you know yeah blah blah blah. Luca didn't do that. Luca was very much like you know Valentina's my bitch. That's my girl. I'm gonna ride for her. I'm gonna die for her. I'm gonna go sixty nine for her. Like he, that's what he was about to the point where he did very sketchy and disgusting things in the beginning like so unfortunately the reason why this book is 404 fucking pages <laughs> actually no this is a lie this shit was 603 pages i don't know what it, i don't know why kindle like i don't know why goodreads is saying it was 404 it was definitely not 404 i'm pretty sure this shit was 603 pages and i have to verify this right now but anyways the reason why that shit was so fucking wrong is because there was just so much like unnecessariness like they literally brought us to the like back to the beginning where homegirl um what's her name i can't remember uh when aries and raven are getting married and Mm. that he literally is like saying how much like oh i don't like her and blah 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 and like how she's a rigid bitch and then the next five chapters five chapters later she's he's like oh she's amazing and i love her and i want to see her fucking or some shit like that and uh wait these people are gaslighting me they're gaslighting me now i swear they're gaslighting actually no they are correct it's this was not the 603 pages book my bad i apologize i I apologize guys this yeah this this book is was 404 pages still 404 pages too long anyways so so yeah so they're at the wedding he sees her dancing with some dude and then he's like oh my god how dare you dance with that dude, you're just trying to be a um a gold digger and like kisses her and fingers her and then she's like you're gold digging slut and then leaves. So they get in a fight. So then they don't talk for like months or whatever. And then she finds out that he's getting married to some blonde bitch. I don't know. It's always a blonde bitch. I swear. So he finds out that she's getting married to Nat- Natalia 
or whatever. And so then Natalia is like, oh, go make me a make a reservation. Because, you know, every woman in this book is a bitch, except for like Raven, Sierra, and right. yeah, the female lead. Yeah. So she goes and she's like, you know, make us a reservation. And then he's like, oh, can you order Natalia like 100 roses? And she was like, fuck this. I don't want to be his secretary. So then she quits her job. And then he blacklists her from like every company so that she can never get a job. And then some uh, Silas must have like said, oh, you know, her grandma's gone missing or whatever. So then he finds the grandma. But then same time, she can't find the grandma. So she comes over and she's like, oh, I'll do anything if you like save my grandma. And then he's like, okay, marry me. And then she's like, okay, I'll marry you. And then she finds out that actually he had already known where the grandma was. She was like, no, I don't want to marry you. But then the grandma is like really sick. And so she's like, you know what? Marry me, but you got to make my grandma get like Alzheimer's treatment and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, so stupid. But anyways, so they end up getting married and they're like, she's like, you can't fall in love with me. Meanwhile, he's like already sitting sonnets into her pussy because he's like, oh, this is the best pussy in the world, like type shit. And um, eventually her grandma dies and they eventually tell everybody that they're married. And grandma like kind of is like, wow, how dare you marry her? I don't like that. But remember the rules. You can't leave your, you can't like not be together for three consecutive days or some bullshit whatever yawn so her grandma dies she decides you know i'm so sad and depressed you know what you can go and fuck other bitches while i'm this way i don't care and i'm just like what is this logic you idiot like what is this fucking logic like it makes no sense right so you know at that point he's upset so he goes back to his place and then grandma finds out oh you've not been sleeping in the same place no and so then she kicks him out and then he's like you're poor and spending you got no money and then she come this that's when she decides you know i'm gonna take care of you or whatever so then they're together in this poor state and then he's supposed they're supposed to get like a job and in canada when they go to the airport it turns out oh my god it's the grandma and it turns out this was her plan all along and she had to do it this way because it was the only way that they would know that each other loved each other for each other or some shit oh yeah this whole time she's also like the secret child of some rich man somewhere i don't know honestly bullshit boring there was like sex scenes like terrible sex scenes in between it was just not a good time but you know it was still better than the wrong bride because <laughs> at the very least luca Arian was, was great, more was so annoying yeah Arian yeah exactly um so yeah with that being said you know as we're going one first book was one star second book was two stars um will i read the third book i want to say no with all the conviction conviction in my heart <laughs> i want to say no i will not read uh deal dion 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 and kate kate this is the worst part the worst part about this too is that i was buddy reading this with my friend and she was like oh yeah the next book is supposed to be like dion's book or whatever and i was like who the fuck is dion and she was like that's another one of the brothers and i was like how many brothers are there and she was like there's a lot of them there's six she was like there's six brothers and one sister and i was like damn there are gonna be seven books (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember there being a lot of brothers. Not all of yeah, the same I was place, like, but like they definitely like, had a Dion. lot going on. She was like Dion's. The, she was like Dion's the one who lives in um America and uh, who lives in England or some shit. And I was like, I feel like you're lying, but I'm gonna believe you. Mind you, I was reading the same book and I was further on in the book than she was. So yeah, 
anyways, long, boring, yada. So then I, someone said, so this uh, book talker that I follow, she was like, oh, here's some books, book recommendations for you. So she recommended this book, Mile High, and she recommended it, Mile High by Liz Tom Ford. And she recommended it because she was like, oh, if you like fantasy, try this sports romance. And I was like, uh, huh? And then she was like, and the reason why I call it a fantasy is because I ain't never seen no black um hockey player or whatever. So I decided to pick up this book to read it because, you know, I love a good hockey romance, especially an adult hockey romance, you know, I'm yeah. very into them. So I was like, okay. And I'm like, oh, and the lead is black. Okay, let's go. Because I too have not read a lead, a, a hockey player with a black hockey player before. So I was like, okay, bet. So I'm going to read the description. Xander's. Chicago hockey isn't complete without me. Everyone's favorite player to hate. I know my role and I play it well. In fact, I thoroughly enjoy spending the majority of my game time in the penalty box before leaving the arena with a new girl on my arm each night. What I don't like is this new flight attendant on our team's private plane. She works for me, not the other way around. But I'll be sure to remind her of that. And I can guarantee by the end of the season, she'll be begging to quit her job. But every road trip blurs the lines. And I can't quite figure out if I keep pushing that flight attendant call button in order to push her buttons or if it's more than that. Stevie. I've been a flight attendant for years. I thought I'd seen it all. But when my new job lands me on board, working for the most egotistical and self-righteous diva in NHL, I start to second-guess everything, including the promise I made to myself of never hooking up with an athlete again, no matter how annoyingly tempting he may be. Evan Sanders is an unfiltered, unapologetic, and too attractive for his own good. He loves his image, but I hate everything about it. Everything but him. Um, so yeah, this is the book that was 603 pages too fucking long. Oh my god. I was reading this book and when they got to the first sex scene, I was like, oh, nice. Probably like 30% into this book now. It was 10% in. <laughs> when they got, like, when they, like, started, like, dating and were, like, in a relationship, 70% in. I wow. was like... <sighs> When they broke up, 85% in. <laughs> oh, no. And they went, when they got back together, they got back together like two chapters before it ended. And the, the last, and let me give you this some perspective. Because when in reality, even though they got together two chapters before it ended, the last chapter of this book was them fucking. <laughs> But anyways, so <laughs> basically Stevie Go is like a flight attendant. She is Xanders is an asshole. He's like the type of guy who like sleeps in every country and like ranks a girl according to their titties and is like, oh hot titty, um, sloppy titty, whatever, like that kind of grossness. And she was trying to like demonstrate the safety thing, but at that moment, um, he was like decided to fuck her and didn't want to listen to her. And so he decided instead to like search at the news that got sent to his dm very disgusting um and so she likes chastised him in front of his best friend like in front of their his best friend who's like a family man and like the other owner of the charity honestly oh my god this is page i'm not gonna hold you i stopped reading this book i think about 300 pages in 320 pages and i still felt like i read the entire story 
because right. I just felt like there was no, I felt like, I felt like I didn't need to read. Yeah. I stopped reading on chapter 34 and then I skipped to like the last four chapters because, and I didn't feel like I left, I missed anything. So, you know, they hung out, um, eventually fell in love. They started fucking blah, blah, blah. She is very insecure because she's like bigger than everybody else. And I'm just like, girl, you could buy a, you could literally just size up your uniform. Like, you can literally do that, but whatever. So, and then she, like, didn't want to get eaten out. And uh, I don't know. It was so long. It was so long. And here's the thing. Like, Miss Liz, you write really well. Should you be writing a black, uh, quotation marks, black um, hockey player and a quotation mark biracial um, female lead? Absolutely not. You, you, you are not qualified for the job. I hate it to break it to you, white lady. You are not qualified for the job because these players, you could have, you could, if you, if it wasn't for her telling me his deep tan skin or whatever, I would not have even recognized that this was a black man. If it wasn't for her telling me that the girl's mama is white and her daddy black, I would not know that this was a mixed race girl. Like nothing was given anything of the sort, you know? Yeah. And I was proven right because one of the covers of this book has a white man on it. So, wow. so I want to say it was very long, very long, very drawn out, very convoluted. I do enjoy that she had moments where they were like bonding as like a couple though, you know, like, and not like, like you said, similar to the real has come where they were just talking about things. Like, like there was a scene where she was like very overwhelmed with her mom because her mom hates her because the, the her brother her twin brother said the golden child or whatever and she like leaves and decides to like go to his place but he's also overwhelmed with his dad and comes out and so then they like have like a moment on the stairs where they're just like talking and like really you know getting to know each like not like you know what I'm saying like they're just talking about the situation so she's like you know my mom's always like this and then he's like yeah my mom actually left us when we were like young and then my dad left too and I just felt like he could have been there for me and he thought that going to work was how he could have taken care of me like you know stuff like that like you got to see like moments where like okay these couple this this they're having a conversation and that's how they can like fall in love type thing you know right 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 yeah but also 603 fucking pages oh my god so that being said i gave it two out of five stars because it was too long it was just too long if she had made this what no you go you go first and i'm gonna go so i gave it 2.5 stars because it was just too long like if if she had cut it down, I would have probably enjoyed it a lot more because I could very clearly see this. Like I could vis- I could very easily visualize this story and understand it. I couldn't really visualize the people. Like I could not. I for the life of me could not picture either of our leads, but I could visualize like the story setting and everything, right? And so mm-hmm. that's why I gave it two point five stars. Um, and with that being said, I did go for on and read the second book. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> um, which was only 530 pages. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was her brother. So her brother, Ryan, it's called The Right Move. I'm not going to read the description, but her brother, he's like now the captain of his um, team. So he's a basketball player. He's a captain of his team. And so 
um, back in the, in the previous book, we had met her one only friend. She only has one other friend, um, Indy, who's also a flight attendant. And Indy's boyfriend had cheated on her. And so Indy um, had met up with um, a little, little, whatever, Stevie's at the time when she was living with the brother or whatever. So Indy needed somewhere to stay or she can't live in Chicago anymore. And then Ryan has the extra bedroom because, you know, he doesn't really do that, whatever. They decide that they're going to stay over. Now that Ryan's like the, the general manager of the team, um, now that he's like the, the captain, the general manager is not really into his like him as a person and doesn't think that he should be so he convinces Indy to be his um fake like to fake date or whatever and so that's basically the book is the book is like him and Indy getting closer or whatever it was literally every NBA player's wet dream where it's a mixed race boy and his white snow bunny you know yeah I was gonna say if you are interested in like a good hockey romance novel Sea Dream Store Square by Rachel Gibson. A plus. I've, re- I've I've read it. I've read it. Have girl. you read the books in the come series? On. Then yes, I have. Okay, so, girl, but come that's on. Like, okay, then it's just be a recommendation for the viewers, um, the listeners. Sea <laughs> Dream Score is honestly one of those books that I always go back to, and I mean, I'm Canadian, so I I mean, but I'm yeah, can I finish talking about this book though? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Go go ahead. I want to hear about this. <laughs> so yeah, Moss of the of the hockey world writer okay <laughs> so, so yeah so basically once again she's very insecure blah 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 yeah yeah um they break up and i i i want to say it was like once again it was a stupid reason right just like the last because <laughs> the last reason why they broke the broke up why they broke up in the last book was when their secret like when their public relationship got like private relationship it became public or whatever this one i don't even remember why they break up honestly don't give a fuck but they do have a friend and the friend um he he i guess had a one night stand and then the girl just dropped off the baby at his fucking door so he's been trying to find a nanny to take care of the baby and mm-hmm. so he's been quit- he's been firing every nanny that comes to take care of the baby so the third book in the series is going to be about that friend will i read it yes probably um will i read it in the way that i've read the other two books where i kind of skip the last like 30 chapters probably if she intends to make it another 500 page book absolutely but yeah so yeah so then here's where we acknowledge that i am a hypocrite and i just want to go on record and say that I am many things, and hypocrite is number one of them. So I say that I don't think books need to be. If you are writing a book, like let's take um the Easter Bunny series. The mm-hmm. second book in that series was way too fucking long because it was all just yeah. sex, and it's like you didn't yeah. need that. You did not need to be two hundred and thirteen pages if you're just gonna fuck. Just write a fucking like sex novel, and that's my thing with Catherine Mora and her little Windsor series. Miss Ma'am, just write a 200-page sex novel and get it done with. Like, you don't need to write these 400-page, 500-page books where all you want to do is write sex scenes. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, and I have, and that's the same thing I have to say to the author of Not Your Damn Omega, Miss Devin Sinclair. So I read a book called Not Your Dad. Well, uh, I almost read it. And why I said that is because I was reading it and like, so basically this story is that like, we have this girl, Eva, and she's a twin. She's a movie star twin and her movie star twin has found her path. So now everybody wants to be her, her like 
um, pack because, like, you know, she's, like, the carbon copy of her sister or whatever. So she's very, like, skeptical. Like, I don't want to be in the pack with these people, blah, 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 yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So she walks, she goes to an event one day, finds her pack, and obviously it's, like, very, like, immediate because, like, you know, sensing and all that stuff. So then she goes to hang out at the house, and they're, like, at the house, they show her her nest, she goes into heat, because, you know, it always happens whenever they meet their pack, they immediately go into heat for some reason. Right. She goes into heat, and she... They, like, tell her, okay, we have to take you to the house. And then, so they go to the house, and then all of a sudden, it's just, like, fuck fest. And so I'm, like, okay. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, like, okay, you know, this fuck fest is happening. It's her heat. So maybe I'm, like, 30% into this book. I was 5% into the book, Matt. Okay, I would have just put it away at that moment. moment. And then I realized... I realized the book was 524 pages. And so then I went and I read the reviews and everybody was like, oh, this is just sex, um, 2% plot, 90% sex. And then I skimmed through and I was like, yeah, I'm not reading this. So I returned it. Um, but the reason why I'm a hypocrite is because in the same breath, I pick up a book called Heat Clinic, which is from the Heatverse. And it's by um, Alexis... Osborne, Alexis B. Osborne. Um, <laughs> and this is 430 pages. And it is also very much 9% plot, 98% sex. I know the best stop math in, but I did read this and finish this because here's the thing though. I went into this knowing that that's what it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Meaning oh, like the description right. to me. The, the description to me tells me what the story is and what I'm going into, right? Because it says, the description is like, basically like, you know, Emily checks into a free use heat clinic for some relief. So like in this world, they, they have like different heat clinics that you go to if you're not a mated Omega to go and like get your relief, right? And mm-hmm. so that's what she goes. In the first first page straight up, this author says, you know, these are a lot of these things that happen in this book, like anal, DP, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. Like she tells you everything, right? And then she's like, you know, the first epilogue is them after everything. The second epilogue is them with babies, whatever. She, like in the description, you explicitly says, oh, you know, everything, sense matching, like she's going to be at this clinic and then whatever going through her heat so i go into this knowing that this book is probably going to be like her bonding with her mates right or like trying to bond with her mates and it's going to be through sex but the way she wrote this story was so much more interesting than not your damn omegas you know and like and i think us huh no sorry i was just gonna say like really quickly that i think there's a difference too right like compare how if the writing is good you don't need to check how far you are in the book and that's exactly like the indication that was the difference between these two because you literally for the last two books that you were talking about you were like I kept going back to see how far I was in this book when I was reading it because you weren't enjoying it but it didn't sound like you did that for this one so yeah 
yeah this one it was it was actually good like she the author wrote well and like even the scene and like you know yes these sex scenes were like pages long but like it made sense and like it was how they were like bonding or whatever but once again it's called heat clinic like it's called what it is like it makes me know that this is what i'm signing up for and i enjoyed it i would read something else by this author like i thought that she wrote really well and i thought the sex scenes were really well written and was it also 430 pages yes but it didn't feel like a chore so yeah yeah okay that's that's it oh i also read this book called lavender moon by sarah blue and that was another um omega verse book um and this girl was like in love with her stepbrother and He eventually like brings her into the pack. It was very weird. I was like, ma'am, do you have a stepbrother kink? Because like they were very explicitly kept doing like it was one thing to be like, oh, you know, stepbrother or whatever, but like very explicitly saying it throughout the book, like, oh, you just want your stepbrother to fuck you. Oh, you just want your you know, I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen kinks like that before, especially in like fan fiction where it's like you know, step family or like, you know, teacher or boss or something like that, but they keep saying it in there and you know that's like the specific kink of it. It's like really weird because you're like, I'm trying to like forget these problematic elements because the story is good. I don't need to be reminded. Oh, yeah, no, the story was not good. Oh, never mind. But yeah, this was, it was, it was terrible. I gave it like one and a half stars, but I rated it two (laughs) on Thingy. But yeah, so that's me for books. (laughs) Okay. So we will get and I read a majority of these books like over the weekend. So yeah, I mean, I read all three books today that I talked about, so it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like, let us get into our topic. And do you want to introduce the topic? Um, I don't know because I I can't remember like how how do we really like introduce this? Topic, it's basically okay. So basically, we just want to be like, guys, you can like problematic things. Like, no one is saying that you have to like cherry pick the things that you like and you can only like things that have been you know stamped and approved by the consensus like there are certain you know groups in k-pop that i like that are problematic i like them i'm sorry i just i I do that's just what it is but what the problem is is that a lot of people get really hypocritical because one they care too much what other people think about them and two like they feel like you have to like it ha- there has to be that consensus that uh, that approval that stamp of approval on what you like and if you don't get it that you're the problem you know like yeah it's, it's, it's weird yeah so i know you had an example specific to that kind of situation okay so basically i was telling that it's like it's so interesting to when you are reading things and you read it and like it's like you can't it's like it's impossible to criticize something but like enjoy it or something right. of the sort like people act like it's a crime right so um similar to like me and the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo like will I be watching the movie when it comes out yeah because like like I said like the book I did cry like if you really just look at it from the perspective of understanding Evelyn and Cecilia's relationship then like you know you feel that really strong story but like you can't ignore the extremely problematic like methods of having this quote-unquote black once again in quotation mark character and having Evelyn literally kill 
um, caused that accident. And then, oh, that's the reason why Monique has to be the one, you know, spoilers for people. But things like these, like, those are things that you can't ignore in a story. And, like, if you speak on it, then you're the, you're the devil for even there to point it out. Um, I guess the Priory Orange, I, uh, a person, a creator that I follow, she talked about in the Priory, Priory Orange, which I've not, I've not read as yet, how the relationship, I guess, is between, like, basically master and slave, right? And the slave being a brown person, she found that element to be very problematic and people were gunning at her for saying that. And I'm like, what's what's the issue with pointing out that there is something problematic about this piece? There's nothing wrong with doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it's like, <clears throat> if you, I, I feel like there are so many, like, there's nothing in the world that is completely free from criticism. Like, there's nothing in the world no. that you cannot, like, you can say. And the thing, but the, the thing is that as adults as people who understand the nuance and about connection and about objectivity versus subjectivity we can have honest conversations about why something's problematic but you still enjoy it like earlier yes. this week when we were, we were watching um she was pretty and we ended up just talking about everything else we talked about old movies, like, yeah. old movies right and i was like listen i understand the criticism 100% and I agree with it 100% but you can't tell me Gone with the Wind is not a beautiful movie, movie to watch like it's mm-hmm. a gorgeous fucking film and Vivian Leigh and the other actors they acted their ass off I'm sorry like it's a fan I saw it in theaters too like for the first time like it is a fantastic movie is it problematic yes do I hate how they portray black people in that movie absolutely but yeah I, I can like subjectively feel you know that way about it and still and it's, and it's in the I same get why people fall in love with it yeah and it's the same thing with like when you read like certain books like and like watch certain shows like there's certain books and certain shows that are objectively good books objectively good shows that I don't personally vibe with and I can yeah. say that you know and like yeah. I just it's just like so like frustrating to have people just act like oh oh, I'm criticizing Euphoria, but yes, I watch it every week. Like, I can do that. Like, there's nothing wrong with me doing that. Like, it doesn't deteriorate from my enjoyment of it. But I can, you recognize, oh, yeah, there, there, there are fatal flaws in this. Just like, case in point, Bonnie and Damon's relationship. Like, right. I can ship it and also recognize that in the early episodes, like the early scenes, it was a terrible, extremely problematic relationship. Like, come right. on. right. Like, Damon is a dick. Damon is just, like, a whitey, absolute... Oh, that dick. reminds us. We're still watching The Vampire Diaries, guys. Yeah, we totally forgot. We have, to not, it last we have not spoken about it for, like, two episodes now. But, yeah. We're at the point in the story... Um, uh, Where Elena finds out that she's been adopted. Get, yeah, they're trying to get the tube open. The tomb... Yes, yes. So Grams is still alive. Spoiler. Um, and <laughs> uh, Elena has found out about Catherine and that they look alike. Um, Alaric is in town trying to hunt some vampires. Damon is, you know, Scott plot, plotting and scheming. Anna's there trying to get her mom out of the, the tomb. Jeremy's just being a useless teenager. Um, Caroline, for some reason, gets all the screen time. 
Um, all the same with Matt. Same with Matt for god awful reasons. Who know? I mean, we know why, but you know. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's a mix of like really good things that happen and then really bad things that happen. But overall, rewatching it, we can see like they never cared about Bonnie. We thought they did, I guess, at the time when we were watching because we didn't know what was coming. But knowing how yeah. the show goes, you can tell at the beginning they just didn't give a fuck about Bonnie, like character-wise. At because all. why do Jenna, Caroline, Matt, and even and Jeremy, obviously, but also even Tyler, to some extent, have more characterization and screen time than Bonnie. And like, Bonnie, you literally, literally know like, nothing about Bonnie. Like, after like they were like that episode where they're like at the career fair or whatever, right. and you saw you heard like Caroline, oh, I want to be a news anchor, and Elena, oh, I want to be a journalist. And then where was Bonnie? Right, right. We don't know anything about Bonnie outside of her powers, and we only know about her powers because they're useful. So that is literally the extent of Bonnie so far in the show, and it continues. We can say that it continues. Um, yeah. But back and to I was saying yeah. that, that it was easy to see why it was, it made it a little bit easier to see why a lot of people didn't care for her or were like, uh, because like yeah. the show didn't make it that way. Like the show didn't make you want to care for her. But obviously, like people like us would latch onto her because like she's someone who looks like us on TV, you know? Right. Right. And the thing is, it does also show, too, why, like, even though Caroline was objectively, like, the more grating character, why people were, you know, not as turned off from her. Off by her, she was allowed to be vulnerable and to, like, be fully fleshed out from the start. Even though she was so irritating. Yeah. And also because of what happened with Damon, a lot of people did feel bad for her. So it was like a very different kind of scenario where you had these two characters who were not like always in the best of light, but one was allowed to like really be fleshed out and the other was not. So yeah, yeah. no, I totally get it. And I think like we're going to see too Bonnie sort of like, like, you know, when people say that Bonnie's annoying, we're going to definitely see a little bit more of that too coming yeah. up when she like comes into her power because really what else was there going on, you know? Um but yeah, we're still watching TVD, guys. We're still on season one. I mean, it's good. Like, I can see why, like, I got so into it, like, and I, like, skimmed through the first season. Like, I zoomed through it, actually. I was like, this shit is crack. And I, like, really got into it by the second season. Um, and I can see why. Because, like, things are happening. Things are moving. You know what I mean? Like, they don't stay on the plot. Especially now in the story. Like, like, it's just, long. it's going so quickly. Like, and right, it's good. Right. right um so yeah yeah so yeah we are still watching tvd that's still happening it's actually kind of sad going back and like seeing bonnie from the start and just being like wow they really just didn't care about her um bummer but But anyways yeah we just want to say like guys you know we're adults we're all human beings you know there are certain things that we're gonna like that are not gonna that are gonna be problematic i mean for me as long as you're not harming anybody and you're you're not you know pushing that into like the real world and like where it you know it really is gonna be harmful i'm i don't like i just but look life is hard if we you know we need to like take our joys where we can and as long as we're not hurting anybody i just i I don't really have it in me to be like you know judgmental as much as i used to be you know what i mean like i just i just i cannot 
I, I just don't have the energy for it anymore. Um, so I mean, I'm still pretty judgmental, <laughs> but like not in like a malicious like. No, 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 no. I mean, in the not in like, like a you know. Yeah. Once again, like huh? they're like it's it's just really annoying when people just are so hypocritical. I think that's the problem. Like. You don't have to like something. Listen, I own my I own my hypocritical. Didn't you just hear me tell you this earlier? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me complaining about one book like, being 95% smut and 5% story and be like, ew. But then yeah. you see that reading another book that was 95% smut and 4% story and be like, yay. So <laughs> I totally get that. But the thing is, you, you're not being hypocritical if you acknowledge that you're being hypocritical, right? That's the thing. Like there has to be some, there's a blinder for really hyper for actual hypocritical people you know where they don't see yeah. the hypocrisy in their actions like like it's it's like sugar rapping about capitalism being bad when his family oh like oh but you got it doesn't matter you know about the actual quality look at our records look at our sales look at our like but not even that he was yeah. literally he was literally begging on um thingy on like some kind of station or whatever to get like um x amount of views so like what the oh, fuck I, are you talking I didn't know about that was bro? real i don't think i didn't know that actually happened oh my god i know yes I somebody say something about it. i didn't know it was real i thought they were just like being like facetious or something you know like i don't know i just no. like, I didn't think it was real. okay no he legit said it damn that's ooh. okay well guys yeah i mean watch <laughs> watch buffy watch marvel stuff i don't know read books have a good time as long as you're not really as long as you're not actively hurting anybody or you know pushing any sort of like harmful ideology you know like or hey, actively supporting abusers you know, and then yeah. trying to play it off like right no, it's just it's, it's just the art right 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 like you know that's why i don't spend a lot of money in k-pop because you know i just i, I can't financially support that some of that shit but you know i do like it so like be true to yourself be true to you know your intentions and if you you walk the walk you know talk 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 to talk walk the walk whatever yeah. anyways so we're so thank go. you guys for listening <laughs> and we hope that you guys had a great time let us know what you guys thought about what we watched and what we read and all the things that we talked about um and you know where to reach us if you have any comments, questions, or concerns at sojuchronicles at gmail.com or sojuchronicles on Twitter, where I do sometimes rail about, you know, Naruto from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> or on our socials, like our individual socials. And I mean, if you guys are listening to us, you know where to find us. So yeah. Um, that's mm. it, I think. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>